Did it work? You know, I guess one person can make a difference. Name? Stanley. We are live on your list, sucks. It's episode 50, Stan Lee cameos. I'm your host today, normally the guy behind the scenes, Caleb Coho, in the hosting chair for Cody Newberry, because Cody wouldn't be caught dead with this topic. Uh, I take all the shit he doesn't want to do. So, uh, I'm excited to be here. I have probably more expertise on Stan Lee cameos than Cody, maybe? Uh, it's pretty even at this point. Uh, but, fun panel tonight, fun show. I got my first guest the man with the plan, my partner in crime, nicknamed the Hulk and on the right show, Tim the Hulk Recala. How you doing, Tim? Yes, hello. Uh, it is episode 50 of your list sucks, as you said. Cody's not here for this uh, uh, seminal episode. This is interesting. Uh, but Caleb Coho, you are going to do such a great job. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited to talk about Stanley. Um, a fine, fine man, and uh, yeah, no, this is exciting. This is a great topic. Absolutely. Glad to have you on board. Uh, we'll go over to uh, a guy who, he was here not too long ago, Richard Schwartz, Mr. Carefree. How are you doing, Richard? I'm doing good. Um, last time, a lot of people were kind of like, why did you pick these on your list for the space movies? But this time, I'm in my element. I'm in comic book movies. I'm in Stan Lee. I love the dude. He's been some of the greatest MCU cameos. And so I'm excited to be here, and I like my list. So let's do it. Glad you like your list. Otherwise, we'd have a problem. All right. Uh, also been here very recently, if not mistaken, last week. Uh, Cameron, I can never be wrong, Holtzman. How you doing, Cam? Yeah, I was here last week. Uh, I didn't lose, but that's mostly due to the grace of uh, Adelaide Spence also having been on the show. So... Uh, <laughs> We'll see if there's a if there's a train wreck that big this week, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it is very very hard to lose to Adelaide Spence. All right, so we will go over to our final panelist tonight. He has a balloon, and it's not because he's 25; it's because he's a child. Nico Suave Regoli, how you doing? <laughs> Welcome to your list, sucks. Uh, episode 50 of Year List Sucks, uh, year 25 of my existence on this planet. Uh, I'm happy that my freshman appearance on this show is of a man of greatness that is Stan Lee. Glad to have you. All right. So, well, uh, for the people at home, how this works, you get your 10 through 8s. And uh, everyone's going to talk individually about those two ways very shortly. And then we move on to seven through fours, where we have a little bit more time, breaking it down one by one by one by one. And then we go individually through threes, twos, ones, and we will have a combined list at the end, grades, all that good stuff. If you've been here for 50 episodes, you know how this train wreck's going to work. All right. So we'll go ahead. We'll start with Cameron Holtzman. What is your 10 through eight? All right. Uh, my number 10 is Big Hero 6. Yikes. Yikes. Alrighty then. My number nine is Black Panther. And my number eight is Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, yikes. Alright, so I want to get to talk about... one. Like it's, yeah, uh, I just finished doing a rewatch of the MCU, and I find this one really, really amusing. 
Uh, it's just a quick moment. They're in the casino, and Stanley comes in and just like, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take his chips. I'm just gonna bring them over here. I'll, I'll hold on to these for him. And just one of those like really cheeky little Stanley moments that I really enjoy with a lot of humor in it. All right. Well, uh, you're talking to probably one of the biggest supporters of the film Black Panther in the community, and this would not have been on my list. Um, I think it's maybe the most jarring moment of the movie. Like, it, it kind of doesn't fit the film at all. And, like, him being there is nice, but, like, if I had to pinpoint one of the lesser moments of the movie, that'd be one of them. So, top ten list? No. It's uh, my nine, Coho. I'll give you a, Calm I'll, down. I was about to say, I'm going to give you a little bit of mercy because it's your nine, <laughs> but you're already on rough footing, my friend. Uh, all right, Richard, ten through eight. All right, my number ten is the cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Number nine is Thor. Yikes. Yikes. Okay, and number eight is Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yikes. Yikes. That is also my eight. Okay. Well, it got yikes by those two. I think it means it's higher than. So, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Richard. Uh, This was the scene where uh, Stan Lee is talking to the Watchers about his previous cameos experience in the MCU, one particular with Silver War. I just thought it was pretty funny. Like, it's like, it's all connected, Stan Lee. It's connected throughout the whole, not even MCU, but Marvel community. The reason why it's low in my list is because you kind of had to have seen Civil War to fully appreciate it, which I did. So that's why it's on my list. All right. Well, fair. Uh, Garth, you're 100% correct. I'm worked up four minutes <laughs> in. Holtzman will be dead by the end of this episode. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I wouldn't have had it on my list. I think the first cameo, like, in the movie is good. Like, the the Watcher bit the first time you see it's good, but the problem with it is that's also a post credit scene later where he's kind of bad in it, where he's, oh, gee, uh, for a little bit too long. Uh, so that, that would have brought this off. Ten, oh, I get why people like this cameo, but um, not, not for me. Not for me. All right, uh, Nico, ten through eight. All right. My number 10 is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. My no- okay, this is probably going to get worse. Uh, my number nine is Thor Ragnarok. Huh. Okay. Surprised by that. My number eight is Avengers Endgame. Okay. <laughs> all right. So Nine and eight are all yours. <laughs> all right. So, um, Thor Ragnarok, it is the scene where Thor is being, is he's being forcibly gotten ready to uh, go into the gladiator ring and he needs a haircut. Who is giving him that haircut? It is a one-armed Stan Lee. And, uh, you know, um, Thor's trying to act all tough. He's trying to be like, don't you dare cut my hair. And then all of a sudden Stan Lee pulls out the clippers, which are attached to the bionic arm. And then all of a sudden Thor gets really scared. He's like, please, sir, don't cut my hair. It would have been higher on my list, but the thing is, I feel like uh, Chris Hemsworth is making the scene better than Stan Lee himself. Uh, so that's why it's so low on the list. Uh, Avengers Endgame, that's the scene. where It's Stan Lee's last cameo ever. Uh, they de-aged him uh, back, in the, uh, for back in the 70s. He's got his wife in the car with him, and he's saying, make peace, love... Uh, uh, He's making a, a hippie reference, uh, trying to say peace, not war. That's the best way I can put it. Um, the de-aging just felt a little weird, and it made me wonder, like, did was that actually him, or did they put someone in there and do the whole Paul Walker in Fast 7 sort of thing, uh, where it, it might not be him? Uh, it, it just caught me by surprise. and Yeah, I feel like it could have been better, but it's my number eight. 
Okay, well, good start. Uh, Ragnarok. <laughs> That's a choice. Um, this isn't a cameo. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have sniffed my top thirteen. Maybe even fifteen. Um, I'm glad you like it, but also for a top ten Stan Lee list, this is. You said it. Hemsworth is making this scene better than Stan Lee, and it's it's fine. It's not one that I immediately go to of all the MCU ones, of all the non-MCU ones you could have picked either. Not not one I would have gone to, but sure. Um, and I, I like the cameo for Endgame. I would have I would have allowed it at your like 10 spot, but you kind of didn't sell your Endgame cameo at all. You had no confidence in it by saying you were not even sure it's Stan Lee. Uh, but uh, if I believe when you watch the... Uh, uh, when they re-released Endgame of Thieves with the stuff at the end, it showed them making the cameo with Stan. So it was Stan. Uh, and I like the cameo. Make love, not war. Funny, but also not top 10 material for me. If you were going to have it at 10, would have been more lenient at 8? It's still in your bottom three, so sure. Uh, Tim, this with number, the bottom three. number 10, Teen Titans go to the movies. Yikes. All right. Number 9, The Incredible Hulk. And number eight, Rise of the Silver Surfer, which was yikes, list. yikes. All right, so just Incredible Hulk. Um, I like this one for personal reasons a lot. I think it's very funny early on in the MCU. You just have Stanley drinking a soda and dying from it. Uh, I think it's funny. It's uh, like a main plot point, but something that like they put Stanley in. It's not just like a joke for the sake of having Stanley as a joke. And he's from Milwaukee in that scene. I am from Milwaukee. I enjoy that personally. Uh, that is why it is low on my list. It's not a great cameo, but it's fun and personal to me because I remember seeing it in the theater and Milwaukee coming and me being like, Hey, I know that place. So yeah, incredible. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you when you say it's not a good cameo. This cameo slaps. Great choice for your list. Um, I think bottom three, pretty perfect. Could have even had just a slight tish higher. I would have been okay with, uh, but great cameo. Off to a great start with your list. I like it. Thank you. Uh, all right. Cam Holtzman, seven through four. All right. Uh, my number seven is Thor. All that right. is also my seven. That's your seven? That was Anyone my have that higher? That was my nine, yeah. Okay. So, Cam, go ahead and start talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I have been very outspoken by the fact that I do not like the movie Thor, but I think this is one of my favorite moments in it where, like, there's just all these dudes trying to get the hammer and then Stanley's truck, he literally rips the bed off of his truck and it's, like, loud and it's big and he just, like, looks back and he's got this grin on his face and he just goes, did it work? And I think it's it's that perfect thing where Stanley is just playing a random passerby in the movie who adds that little moment of, like, light and happiness to the movie like he usually does. Fair. All right, Tim. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's basically summed it up. That's why I, I love it. It's everybody's, like, you know, trying to lift it at first. They tie it to the truck. It's it's the normal progression. And then when you just see that that's Stan Lee driving the truck, it, it, it's a great scene. Um, I don't think that he has a lot of great cameos in the Thor movies as a whole, but I think this one is is really special and memorable um it's one of the most memorable scenes of the movie so yeah i i love it that's why but still again not like top tier that's why i have it at seven all right and richard you had that at nine right yeah um basically what they said like i mean who doesn't love when stanley smiles he's like did i get it i mean <laughs> why i have it at nine is like if anyone deserves to be worthy of being there it's stanley so you know it's a great scene 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like this cameo a lot. I'm glad all three of you have it because it is a fun one. Uh, it's it's actually yeah. You know what? It is my favorite Phase One Stanley cameo. Um, I think of all of those, uh, just the perfect timing of the truck bed getting ripped off, cutting them, just did it work? There's a reason why it was in the intro today, because I love that cameo. Uh, Nico, no Thor. Why? Why are you wrong? Um, I honestly don't know why I didn't pick it. It's just I guess I felt I liked some others more. All right, then. Well, uh, good start for your list. Uh, Cam, what's next? Uh, my number six is Avengers Age of Ultron. Yikes. That's my seven. All right, so it is higher. Move on. Five. Uh, my number five is Captain America Civil War. I guess it's just you. Go ahead. I guess it's just me. All right. Um, I'll admit this one is really silly, and I can understand why people don't like it, but it's really just this quick moment where he comes in, and he's just like, are you Tony Stank? And then I think the thing that makes it really great is, is Don Cheadle immediately just looking at me going, yep, that's him, that's Tony Stank, that's the one. And then they choose that that's, and then also they choose that to be the one that he references in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, it Again, it's just that little fun moment where Stan Lee is playing this innocuous passerby. Yeah. All right, well, no one else had this. Uh, I love this cameo. In fact, it might be my personal favorite MCO cameo, but I also have a lot more tied to, like, that like he he's from he like he's a FedEx driver. My dad's a FedEx driver, so like that was a fun little thing for me and my dad when we saw it. But uh, that cameo is great. I love it. Just the Tony Stank and Rhodey's just like thank you, yeah, he's Tony thank Stank, you. That's, that's him. Uh, is so good. I love that interplay. Um, I get why people won't have it, so I'm not gonna be too mad about it. But uh, Tim, why why no Civil War? I think it ruins the scene, to be honest. I, I think the first time I saw it, you know, I laughed. Like, it's Stan Lee. He says, Tony Stank. That's funny. But you're having a really great emotional moment with Rhodey and Tony at the end of the movie uh, that I think is really good. And it just kind of, like, is abruptly over because Stan Lee comes in and says, Tony Stank. Um, I just don't think it's that funny of a joke. I like the idea of it, but, like, I think it just comes at the – wrong time i think if it would have come like in the final scene maybe or something um over the narration like without a line or something i would have liked it more but i think it's i think it's just a little too meh for me i think it ruins the scene personally fair you know what that's actually a really good point actually might change my perspective of that scene thank you for ruining something that i love richard uh <laughs> happy I birthday mean, nico <laughs> I, I like i like this scene just the only problem is the same reason why I didn't have Ragnarok on my list is because it wasn't Stanley that made it funny. It, it was, you know, Don Cheadle's reaction that made, made it a great moment. And I, I try to focus on what Stanley's performance, what makes him shine, not what other actors. That's fair. All right. Uh, and uh, Nico. For me, it's a little bit of what Tim said and also what Richard said. Um, doesn't feel like Stanley was the one who made it funny, if you considered it funny at all. Because for me, the humor itself feels a little out of place in that moment. Like, there's certain humor, like if it were coming from Robert Downey Jr., it would have worked in that scene. But the humor that they gave Stan Lee to work with in this moment felt like it didn't work for that moment. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to move on. Uh, Cam, your four. Yeah, my number four is The Amazing Spider-Man. Yikes. All right. Cool. We're going we're to save that discussion. Richard, seven through four. Hit it. Uh, my number seven is Avengers Age of Ultron. Yikes. All right. My number six is Ant-Man. 
It's in my four to seven, but it's okay. High. So then we'll talk about it now. Then uh, it's ahead. yeah, it's my it's my five. Okay. I mean, this this scene was just really funny. It was you know during one of Luis's monologues towards the end of the film, and just just imagining Stan Lee saying or even mouthing crazy, yes, crazy, stupid, fun is just freaking hysterical. <laughs> and I mean, it, it cracks me up every single time I see Stan Lee in that cameo. So that's why it's my number six. All right, Tim. Yeah, I have it five. I love this scene. Um, the first time you see the movie, it's such a surprise because you, the, those Luis monologue moments are super, super fun um, in both of the movies when they happen. And so at the end, it's like right at the end and you don't even realize that you haven't gotten the Stan Lee cameo yet until it's in that final moment. And all of a sudden he does the, yeah, crazy, stupid, fine. Like it's, it's just a very like quick and very funny Stan Lee moment in a place you wouldn't normally see him in a lot of cameos. Uh, but same as Richard, it's just it's very funny, and it, it's it's every time I see Ant Man, it's something I forget is coming, and then it happens, and I'm happy. So fair. Uh, when I was doing my MC rewatch, I forgot Stanley's cameo in this movie entirely, and that I had the uh, re-experience of surprising that moment, <laughs> and it was fun. But if I'm being honest, I think his cameo in Ant Man: The Wasp is better than his cameo in Ant Man. Uh, so I I'm not I'm not upset that you both have it. Or even at this high, uh, it's just I think this is maybe the wrong Ant Man cameo to pick, but I am not against it. Uh, Cam, no Ant Man, why? Yeah, no, this is one that like I just rewatched Ant Man, and I almost missed this cameo because it's just such a quick, out of nowhere, blink and you'll miss it thing. Especially because like you don't have his voice to help you recognize that it's in the middle of happening, uh, and I think almost going off of what Richard said, it's carried more by how great Luis is at narrating it than it is by Stan Lee being there. Yeah. Sure. Nico, no Ant-Man, why? Uh, kind of for the same reason Cam said. It, it's not so much Stan Lee doing it as much as it is Luis. Like, Stan Lee is just mouthing words and Luis is filling in the blanks. Um, also, it was kind of... For, I kind of forgot that that cameo existed until like I was going through all the cameos trying to figure out what do I want on my list. Uh, and you know, if it's, if I forgot it was there, then it probably shouldn't be on the list in the first place. Um, and there's a part of me that like wonders that I, I don't feel fully that the Luis, uh, flashbacks are as funny as some of the stuff he does in real time. Like I, I like, uh, I like his jokes that he says like right in real time when he's having actual conversations with people as opposed to the flashbacks. Although, like, the one in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the flashback he does, I think that's funnier. Well, you know what's hysterical? Thor Ragnarok, that one-armed air cutter. Brilliant piece of comedy gold. Uh, oh my God. All right. Uh, Richard, you're number five. Uh, my number five is Deadpool. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's my, my number six. It's my four. Okay. We're talking about it then. Go ahead, Richard. Um, Stanley DJing in a strip club. Enough said. It's freaking hysterical. Just seeing, De just St matching Stanley in a strip club. It's just freaking funny. That's why it's my number five. I laugh at that again every single time. All right, Tim. Deadpool. You can't buy love, but you can rent it. Uh, it's <laughs> such a good line, too. Um, I don't know. I, I, I heard a story from a friend, Tyler, uh, who I work with. He went to see Stanley at a convention and he told the story about doing the Deadpool cameo where he didn't even know that it was a strip club at first 
like they got there and they didn't tell him that's what it, he was going to be doing and then he got like kind of mad that they didn't tell him but then he kind of like really got into it so i just think it's a funny story as well but that line you can't buy love but you can rent it it's i fucking love it it's so hilarious uh every time i watch that movie so it's yeah great all right nico why do you like deadpool coming to the stage chastity <laughs> like i love the cameos where stan lee is in a place where you feel like stan lee should not be in and this is exactly that uh, like uh, he, he's a sweet old man and he's in a strip club announcing the strippers like what what more can you not love about that it, it's wonderful this one to made my list i'm gonna be very honest so oh, three, wow. of you, three of you to have it at four five and six <laughs> is a little baffling i think the line that line i will give you that that line funny uh this is not the cameo that i would have picked for this high on this list deadpool like to me the shock factor is just hey it's, it's crusty old stan djing a strip club and it's like that's the joke and i'm like not into it i guess more as much as you guys i guess that resonated with me more but sure i wouldn't have put it on the list at this point but if you if you enjoy the 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 you can't buy love you can rent it line i'll give it to you uh holtzman why are you the smart one with no Deadpool? Uh, I haven't seen Deadpool in a while, so I only remembered him introducing Chastity and not that you can't buy love, you but you can rent it thing. Uh, Deadpool is not super duper a Cameron movie, and Cameron works at a church holzman picking a Stanley cameo that takes place in a strip club. Probably wouldn't look great, so... <laughs> I, God I will still love you. God will I, still love you. I understand Cameron is a goody two-shoes, and this is why we aren't friends. Richard, you're four. Uh, my number four is Big Hero 6. Uh, yikes. Alrighty, we're going to table that discussion for a later date as we get to Nico, your seven through four. Uh, my seven is Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, um, so... The way I look at it, Spider-Man is the hero that everyone is supposed to be able to relate to. And in this moment where Stanley pops up, Spider-Man thinks he's stopping a carjacker. It's just someone who couldn't get into their car. They lost their keys. So uh, all of a sudden, a shouting match starts between that guy and Spider-Man. Then all the neighbors around the area are starting to yell as well. And you see Stan Lee pop up. He's yelling. And then the lady neighbor, she's like, hey, how you doing? And then Stanley asks, how's your mother? And it just it's such a human moment for such a human hero like Spider-Man and for Stanley to be in there delivering that line. I, it just it makes me laugh, but it also warms my heart in a weird way. Sure, Tim. I I, I oh, not Tim. Sorry, Cam. I yeah. knew someone had it. That's my bad. Yeah, this was my eight. Uh, I really enjoy it for a lot of the same reasons as Nico. Uh, you're like in the middle of just Spider-Man being Spider-Man at the beginning, which is maybe my favorite scene in that movie because it's just so chill and nice. And then you see, oh, Spider-Man is making mistakes and people are upset and just seeing Stan Lee yell at the character he created being like, you rap scallion. And then... Uh, Marjorie, how's your mother? It's like it's just a really fun little moment where you get to see Stanley like actually interact with other characters. Fair. I actually really love this cameo. Um, I think it's one of the best ones that he's done. Uh, just don't make me come down there, you <laughs> punk. Uh, is it's so 
perfect in that one little contained moment of just that that segment, like you said, when Spider-Man's actually being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and saving people and helping people like cross the street and shit. It's a great, great sequence. And just to button it with the Stan Lee cameo was really fun. Uh, I like this pick a lot. Uh, Richard, why no homecoming? Um, I mean, it's fine. It's just more the lines of I didn't buy Stan Lee being angry. Like Stan Lee's just too lovable and he just kind of, I mean, the how your mother part was great. Just like the beginning where he's like trying to be all angry. I just, I didn't buy it. Like Stanley's just too lovable to be angry. All right then, Tim. I like the scene fine. Um, I already had two Spider-Man movies on my list. So I kind of wanted to make room for other ones. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a good scene. It's fun. It's It's in the, the whole opening where it's, him being Spider-Man, you see him being Spider-Man for the first time in the movie. So it, it's, it adds to the scene. It's fun, but it's, uh, yeah, I just not top 10 for me, but I, I enjoy it quite a bit. That's fair. All right. I'll, I'll accept that. This is one of the lower ones on the list. If you didn't have it, wouldn't be too upset, but I, nice addition. Nice addition folks. Uh, Nico, you're six. I love how when Richard was talking, co-host's face looked like Dave Franco's impersonation of Robert De Niro from Neighbors 2. <laughs> um, so my number six was Deadpool. We already talked about that. Uh, my number five is Mallrats. Yikes. Okay. And my number four is Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yikes. All right. So you're done, Tim. Uh, you're seven to four. My seven, we already talked about. That was Thor. My number six is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Okay, so uh, this is my favorite MCU movie. I knew it was going to be on the list. Didn't know where it was going to go. But I love that our introduction to Rocket is him just kind of, you know, him and Groot, like, looking around at a bunch of people. And then you get over to Stanley, like, look at this guy, like a class A prevert. Like, it's just, I just really enjoy that scene as a whole. And it's just, like, capped off by Stanley. Like, again, whoever said, I think it was Cam earlier who said that, like, innocent old stan lee in a strip club they they kind of make old man <laughs> dirty jokes a lot out of stan, stan lee is a pervert in a lot of these movies <laughs> even the crazy stupid vine thing is a little uh, but i love the thing in guardians though they're just looking at what a yeah there you go guard uh class a brave i think it's very funny um and I, I rock it to just being the one to like look it's it's great um so yeah guardians of the Galaxy. all right no one else had that uh I don't think this would have made my personal list. Uh, I think it's all kind of forgettable, Stanley Cameo. But I can understand why you have it, especially because it comes from your favorite one of these. So I give it. A, I, give, I give it a little bit of a pass at six. Six. It's still low enough that it's not a major offense, maybe a small misdemeanor. Uh, so I'll give you. I'll give you a little write up for this one, but not nothing too harsh. Uh, all right, Nico. Why no Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, simply for the reason you just said, memorability. I forgot it was there. Cool. Cam. Yeah, I think this one, I really like this moment, but I think it didn't make my list for the same reason that the crazy, stupid, fun one didn't make my list, where it's like Stanley doesn't do much except just like stand there, and then it's someone else talking over him that sort of gives a lot of what the cameo is. You're watching a movie, Cam. You're not listening to a movie. You're watching a movie. Uh, what if I'm doing my calculus homework at the same time? If you're blind, you can't <laughs> watch a movie. Student. Unacceptable. <laughs> also haven't lived these movies, Tim. Have you lived these movies? Uh, yeah. Richard. Um, <laughs> it's, a, 
It's a great Rocket moment, just not a great Stanley moment. That's why I didn't make my list. All right. Then. It's a great movie. It's a great scene. Great movie. Just you know, it's more of a Rocket moment than it is Stanley. A lot of semantics on this episode. All right. Uh, and then what was your uh, five, Tim? Uh, my five was Ant-Man. We talked about it. And my four was Deadpool. We talked about it. All right. So we are flying. We're not even to 30 minutes and we're already at threes. I am fired. <laughs> I am fired. Are we about to film the shortest episode of your list? <laughs> I'm not going to have a job next week, folks. All right. Uh, Cameron Holson, you're three. Uh, my number three is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yikes. That was my number ten. That is also my three. And Richard, you exit? Richard, you yes. exit. All right, then we will save cool. this we conversation. Move on. We, we move on. on. We move on again. Richard, your three. My three is Captain Marvel. Uh, yikes. All right. We are tabling that discussion as well. Cody Newberry, don't fire me. Uh, Nico Suave Rigoli, your three. Uh, my three is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. That was my ten. All right. Go ahead and talk about it. Okay. So, basically what happens is uh, the Teen Titans uh, are trying to get onto the Warner Brothers lot so they can ask to have a movie made about them. Who do they run into when they're on the lot? Stan freaking Lee as a janitor. And, like, the lone reason that this is a DC movie... Also, probably one of the DC movies that no one thought was worth their time or money. And he's in there. He's in there with a pool full of other stars that are also on this cast list. And he makes an appearance not once, but twice. He, he's like, he, he's saying, hey, true believers. He's talking to the audience right there. And then he gets a phone call from his agent saying, wait, this is a DC movie. He runs off. We don't see him for at least another 45 minutes. Then he comes back. He just face plants onto the golf cart and says, I don't care if this is a DC movie. I love cameos. And then the Teen Titans just yell at him and wipe him off the windshield. Literally, like it's it's, it's there on my list at, as high as it is because of the unexpected uh, value, but also just because it's Stanley having fun of himself and making fun of the culture that we live in as well as himself. All right, go ahead, Tim. Uh, I have it at number 10 purely based on the fact that it is a DC movie and it's not a Marvel cameo or like a live action performance. Um, I think that it's funny though when they get there and he's like, they're trying to take him off the lot. They're like, no, I'm Stan Lee. I love making cameos. Like it's, it's very funny. I just rewatched this movie and it, it, it made me laugh. Uh, but again, I don't think it's a great cameo, but I think it, like Nigo said, it's unexpected and it's funny. So I have it at number 10. Uh, I probably didn't need to have it on, but I did want to recognize it a little bit. I forgot Nico was going to be here and that he would probably have it on his list. So, uh, yeah. I have a feeling we're about to be on trial. Tim, you're off the hook. You have it at 10, I'll forgive 10. Okay. Fucking three. Three, Nico. This is the third best Stanley cameo of all time. What do you have below this? You have freaking Spider versus your 10. Spider versus your 10. And this is your three. May I approach the bench, Your Honor? <laughs> At your own peril. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing about this cameo. It's impossible to forget. And a lot of my list is based off of memorability. It's impossible to forget the lone DC movie that Stan Lee appeared in. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has a lot of things happening in it. 
and you remember a lot of them. I Stan Lee popping up in that movie, it kind of falls at the bottom of that list of memorable things that happens oh. in that movie because of everything else that happened in that movie. Yeah, I'm, Nico, I'm, just, I'm letting you know right now, you're starting to do the Spence where you're digging yourself a deeper hole, and that will be refract, ref, reflected. See, flames, flames on the side of my face. Are they blue? Heezing breaths, you are going to have this reflected on your final grade. And you award you no points. May God have mercy on your soul. Three is ridiculous. Richard, why is Teen Titans go to the movies? Not um, really. I've seen the cameo, I just haven't seen the movie, and I'm not going to put a cameo that I haven't seen the movie yet, even That's though I've fair. seen the cameo. I'll respect that. Holtzman. Teen Titans Go is a scourge on this earth, and I refuse to watch the movie. That's the that's unfair. The movie's actually pretty good. It is actually pretty good. That's fair, but I, like the movie, the show turned me away from it so much that when they were like, "We're making a movie out of it," I literally had the opportunity to get free tickets to go to the prom to a premiere of that movie and said no. I refuse. So now we're going to go ahead and put Cameron Holtzman on trial. You turn down free tickets to a premiere? I don't care if it's Marmaduke 2. I'm going to the premiere of Marmaduke 2. What's wrong with you? Um, I, have, I, have, I have one thing to say. Uh, yeah. The shortest episode of your list sucks is an hour and uh, three minutes. That's what I hosted and, as well. An hour and three minutes and 21 seconds. It was unnecessary sequels. Uh, yes, it was hosted by Caleb Coho. Yeah. Uh, I am efficient. Efficient. All right. And and I will say, when I say premiere, I mean the first release in Ah, Edmonton, Alberta, where there was no one famous. I don't give a fuck about your Canadian movie premieres, you stupid bitch. We're moving on. All right. Nico Suave Rigoli gave us his three. Tim Bracala, what is your three? My three is Spider-Verse. That that is also my three. Okay. Still yikes. Still like, actually, we're going to well, table this conversation for a later date. I need to check my blood pressure. Cameron Holtzman, what is your two? My number two is Spider-Man 3. Oh, my. But you can talk about Spider-Man Very... and Spider-Verse. I said it was my 10. So No, yikes. Richard yikes did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very visceral reaction from Tim Bracala. Why yeah. what, Spider-Man 3? Explain. It's, it's just this really small human moment of Stanley interacting with Spider-Man and going, you know what? Maybe one person really can make a difference. And I think, like, it's Stanley interacting with this person who the character that Stanley is playing obviously doesn't know that this is Spider Man. But it's just him saying, like, we as people individually have the ability to do something in the world. And that's kind of what Stanley as a person was all about. So I think in terms of like summing up who Stanley is, this is a really good cameo. You can kill me now. So this movie is dog shit. This movie is terrible. I'm not disputing that in any way. I think this is the best of the Raimi trilogy when it comes to the cameos for him. But that's not saying a whole lot because his last two weren't very great in this franchise either. Uh, I would have said fine if this was lower because this is a nice cameo. Uh, But... Fucking two? Two? The second best Stanley cameo of all time is Spider-Man 3? I can't I can't agree with you here. Can't agree with you on this one. I mean, I, I would give you I would give you leniency if it were in your bottom five, but number two 
I award you no points. May God have mercy on your soul. Tim Ricola, I'm going to come to you last because you had a very visceral reaction. Richard Schwartz. Am I, is there, am I allowed Every... to break the fourth wall for a moment? Yeah. No. <laughs> your time, time is up. I'm not pull, time, fine. Don't let me pull back I the curtain. Stanley's uh, cameo in this movie, I think, you know what? Insert rainbow sparkle fun flies is such a phone in cheesy cameo. Like, it's one of my least, least Stanley least favorite of the Stanley cameos. It's just so forced into that movie. And the whole movie itself is freaking forced. That's why it's not Ooh. on my list. Bazinga. Nico. Spider-Man 3. Why do you have the correct opinion of it not being on your list? This is definitely the best of the three cameos in the Raimi trilogy, but none of them were really that good. And like Richard said, it feels forced. It feels like it's meant to be emotional and uh, and mushy, but it's mushy and emotional in all the wrong ways. Like it's like that you're preaching to me. <laughs> I'd like to just move on. I don't want to ever see you make that hand motion or sound ever again. Tim McCall, Spider-Man 3. Malcolm is in the chat saying he thinks my visceral reaction was to me having this on my list or that I forgot it or something. Uh, Malcolm, this is easily one of the worst Stanley cameos. Cam, I have many issues with things you said. You said that this was a lovely human react of human moment. Spider-Verse is on your list, correct? That yes. is the that is the Stanley human beautiful moment cameo. That is the Spider-Man Stanley having a human connection moment cameo that we deserve. This one, and again, I don't want to disagree with Mr. Coho because he decides my grade on this show, but <laughs> Stanley's cameos in the first two movies are him saving people. In both movies, it's him saving someone from a threat. He doesn't have any lines. He's just there. It's a quick thing. It was before the Stanley cameo became a big thing where he had to have lines and everything. He's just there. He saves someone from a falling brick or something, and he moves on. Very human. Very exciting. These – the. It, Spider-Man 3 is one of the worst abominations to ever hit the silver screen. But beyond that, this cameo is horrid. It's it's so phoned in, like Richard said. The dialogue is bleh, like Nico said. It is honestly like, I'm sorry, but this cameo is fucking terrible. And every time I see this movie, it, it this, this is a big standout. This movie came out when I was 12. I should be the target audience for Spider-Man 3. And I still think I looked at my mom and said, what the fuck? Like, it's terrible. It's awful. I hate it. Oh, my God. <sighs> the macaw is telling me to take a chill pill. <laughs> I'm throwing roses at you. I am Shia LaBeouf clapping at the end of actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. All right. Uh, Richard Schwartz, your number two. My number two is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Just the highest everyone has it? Yeah, I had it at three. And I, did, I also had it at three. Begin the conversation. I had it at ten. I mean, not We're only... We're going to talk about that in a second. All right, go ahead. <laughs> not only Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse may be the... No, it, honestly, it's the best Spider-Man movie by far. But the, the death of Peter Parker hit hard to the people. And, you know, Miles Morales buying the Spider-Man suit... And Stanley's just saying, you know, I was best friends with him once. And Miles is like, can I return the suit? It doesn't fit. And then Stanley's reaction, it will it will fit eventually. And then I was going to say how great animation has become when you hit the Stanley spile and animated. And it's just so fantastic. And then you lean slightly to the right and you say, while he's smiling, no <laughs> refunds, not refundable ever. And it was just a perfect moment. It brought sly humor to such a serious situation, which I thought it balanced perfectly, especially with the music. It fit perfectly within this movie, and it just made Spider-Man into Spider-Verse 
that much better. Uh, all right, Tim, Spider-Verse, go. Yeah, and I agree with everything Richard said. Um, the other thing, too, that, again, I don't think the, the filmmakers intended this, but this obviously came shortly after his passing. Um, and so the scene just kind of had a little more resonance with that. For me, Stan Lee has always been the guy who created Spider-Man, and then he happened to also create these thousands of other amazing characters we've come to love but growing up it was stan lee is spider-man that is it so to have this cameo come right after his passing the emotional moment itself in the movie of spider-man passing and him kind of being there for miles in that moment with the added joke at the end it's just it's a really special moment again i don't think the filmmakers intended it to be as special as it ended up being but it is a super special moment. It, I think it's the best animated Stan Lee cameo. Uh, I know that other people have other things to talk about on their lists, but I think that this one is really special. Cameron Altman. Yeah, this was also my three. Uh, Stan Lee, in his like single line, kind of sums up the entire idea of the movie, which is the suit always fits eventually and then i love the irony that uh in fact the suit is too small so he cannot grow into the suit uh but he's just like in that single line he essentially sets up the whole like you may not be ready to you might think that you're ready to be spider-man or you might not but at some point miles is going to reach that point we just have to wait and it will come to him and then, yeah, I agree with exactly what Tim said, where it coming out when it did just gave it that punch that made it hit a little harder. And I think it's great. And then the cut over to no refunds and his animated characters got this, like this little smirk on his face. And you're like, yeah, that's the little that's the little comedy from Stanley that we always want. Nico. This scene is great. The movie itself is great. The, the reason why it's so low on my list, and again, I bring up that I put a lot of focus on memorabil uh, memorability here. The plot is so good and so memorable in its own right that I forgot what Stan Lee's cameo was in this movie. And say what you will about Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Endgame, but I remember those cameos better than I did this one. And so... That's why it was so low on my list. I couldn't deny the quality of it and how good it was, but the fact that it took it, it, that I needed help to remember it means something to me. It means that it, it, it needed to be low. I'm not going to be last. Caleb's either taking a dump or he's very upset because he had this face that whole time. If I have to hear the words memorability one more fucking time. I will throw you off this damn show. How the fuck do you not remember Spider-Verse? This is, this is, I'm, I'm going to, I think this is the best Stanley cameo. Pretty, pretty handily, I think this is his best. It's the one that means the most. It ties into the character, the idea of Spider-Man the most. I think it, like you all said, it, it's perfect. It ties right into like, it has more meaning once he died. And, but it's still a perfect cameo. Ten. Thor. Ragnarok over Spider-Verse is fucking insanity. I don't know how you don't remember Spider-Verse. I, I, I don't. Did, do you did know you, how much shit I'm trying? 
do you know how much shit I'm trying to cram into this brain so that I can keep up with you in actual competition? A lot. And some things get lost in the shuffle. This was one of them. If you don't remember Stanley's cameo in Spider-Verse, I don't know how you're going to keep up with me in competition, Night Furry. Uh, all right. So, all right. Happy We're birthday, Nico. <laughs> I, I, I'm flabbergasted. Fucking 10. All right. Uh, I don't even remember where we are. Are we on Nico's too? Yeah, we're on Nico's yeah. too. What you Captain Marvel. All right. All right. This that is was a, my three. Yeah. This is a two-part cameo, I should mention. Uh, because, one, you have that little... Uh, they replaced the typical intro with all the heroes uh, as the music yeah. plays. They, they, they replaced it with sh different shots of Stan Lee from all the movies that he's been in in the MCU, which is very sweet. It's a nice little tribute to the man who sort of helped get this off the ground. Um, and then you get to the second uh, part of this two-parter, which is... Um, Carol Danvers, she's trying to find um, the scrawl that's hiding out on the train. And she sees this old man reading a movie script. Uh, and it's a script of a movie that many people in this community, we all love very much. Uh, it's Small Rats. She sees Stan Lee reading it. He's going over his lines. Uh, and all of a sudden, she and Stan Lee, they look at each other. And, you know, they don't say anything to each other. But when she looks at him, she smiles. She knows that this is a good guy that, uh, who's uh, going to make the world a better place somehow. And it's a heartwarming moment. Um, and that is why it is the number two on my list. It's a two-parter with a lot of emotional feels. Go ahead, Richard. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, the opening to the tribute to Stanley was just remarkable. And then that scene, Stanley's smile is so powerful, it gave Brie Larson some character just for a brief moment. <laughs> I mean, the movie's not terrible. Wow. It's a, it's a mid-card MCU movie. But it was just a, a classic... It was a classic moment. It gave Brie Larson some personality, and I feel like it deserved to be in number three. It was just just a, a, a gr great, subtle moment that I remember quite fondly. Richard, I like you more for that comment. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think it was possible, but you just went right up on my list, son. Uh, okay, so... Uh, this cameo is, is, is good. This high on the list, I don't agree. Because the problem I have with this cameo is that it, it kind of fundamentally uh kind of breaks the mcu a little bit just just a little bit little fissure in the mcu so stan lee's a real person uh in in there which means that he created all the comic book characters that you're currently watching who are real people uh kind of just a weird little paradox that's created there uh also mall rats is not a good movie I'm just gonna say it. I think Mars is I, I not didn't a good say movie. It was, I didn't say it was a good movie. I said it's a movie that a lot of people in this community love. And I don't know why. I believe that's called pandering. A hundred percent. and you know, I think that uh I'm gonna give you a pass. I'll give you guys a pass. Because I get it, I get why you like this cameo. It's if I had it on my list, it'd be bottom four, bottom five. It is a fun cameo. If you like the movie Mallrat, sure. Uh, it's a good hint to a seminal moment in Stanley's career, the moment that the Stanley cameo was born. So I'll give you a pass, but two is a little high. Uh, Holtzman, why is there no Captain Marvel? Yeah, no. Um, I think one of the biggest things that uh, makes this cameo not work for me is that I have not seen Mallrats. Uh, so this cameo is kind of fundamentally built 
on having seen another movie that Stan Lee was also in. And if you haven't seen that movie, then it's a joke that just kind of goes completely over your head. Uh, like, I was aware that he was in Mallrats, but I'm like, I've never seen that moment. So to me, it's just like, oh, he did a thing once. And they're referencing that he did a thing once. Cool. It's like it's like what the Big Bang Theory does, where they're just like, hey, you know that nerd thing you like? We we're 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 talking about it. Look, and that yeah. <laughs> um, okay, then. First, first Cam decides to attack by loving Spider-Man three in that cameo. <laughs> then he decides to attack the Big Bang Theory, <laughs> not for the first time in our relationship, but now the second <laughs> time. Cam, you keep flipping. You got to stay in one lane. Um, I like this cameo for uh, one very specific reason. It won me a Full Metal Geek title. Um, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it, it. It won me a title, so I like it based on that alone. <laughs> uh, but also in the same realm as Cam, I've never seen Mallrats. I knew he was in it. It did that didn't really like affect me. Like having not seen the movie, it didn't really affect whether or not I liked the cameo. I think cameo is fine. I think it's a very nice moment. Uh, she smiles at him. He smiles at her. It's very fun. Again, coming off of the heels of him having passed a few months earlier, having it not be some jokey line and having him just being there nice and smiling. Very sweet. It just It's nowhere near my top 10, but it is a good cameo. I enjoy it nonetheless. Fair. All right. Cameron Holtzman went. Everyone went. Uh, Timber Collie, your two. My two is Age of Ultron. Go for it. I know someone else had this. I don't remember where. That was my six. It's my, my seven. Okay, cool. So a couple other people had it. Um, this one is, uh, I think of all the the like him say like, I do think the Stanley cameos are best when he's not saying anything and he's put in a situation that is funny. I, I like those ones. I think of all the jokey ones where he gets to speak, and this is the best one because we're already at a party at Avengers Tower. We're already having a bunch of jokes flying off of each other we get the whole thing with thor and iron man comparing pepper and uh jane um you have the conversation with uh bruce and cap there's a lot of like funny stuff going on and then you get this moment with uh it was not made for mortal men neither was omaha (laughs) like it's just it comes in at the perfect moment in a party sequence you kind of like there's so many people there it makes sense that this character was there plus you have thor just like I love that Thor is the one talking to all of like the uh, military vets that are sitting there uh, telling them stories and stuff. And he's sharing drinks. And then of course the stinger at the end of Excelsior, like, it's just, I think this is the most uh, him having to act like with lines and stuff. I think this is the funniest one, the most memorable one to me. Mr. Holtzman. Yeah, this was my six. Uh, I also really enjoyed that moment. Um, I know, I believe Stan Lee has said that this is his favorite cameo that he's ever uh, said that this was his favorite cameo he ever did. Um, You get Stan Lee saying the classic catchphrase of Excelsior, which I think is a great little moment in there. And then I just love the snark that he has towards Thor where he does the, where he says like, neither was Omaha and calling him Blondie is just like in one single line you have kind of torn Thor apart from the outside. Uh, and it's just really funny. And then just seeing him dead drunk mumbling, 
Excelsior. It's it's fantastic. Richard. Um, I mean, Tim and Cam basically said it all, but I will say I add one thing. Just the amount of alcohol Thor put in, it wasn't even that much. And he went like, Excelsior. It was just, <laughs> it was just so just so funny. It was that's why it was on my list. It was a good scene. So I said Catch America Civil War is my favorite MCU cameo. I believe this is objectively the best MCU cameo. I think Tim has it the highest and at the most correct position of any of you. Uh, because this cameo is brilliant. The Avengers party in general is my favorite scene in the entire movie. That entire sequence. All the conversations. Trying to lift Molnir, Everything that happens in that scene. And just sandwiched in there. It's just this that great moment with Stanley. You already mentioned it, the Omaha Beach line. It's phenomenal. Uh, just and and stumbling up to Excelsior. There's a reason why Excelsior is in the intro package today. It's fucking brilliant. Nico, you keep breaking my heart, man. Why no Age of Ultron? You know, in hindsight, I probably should have put this one on the list because it is an enjoyable cameo. It mm. it, it, it is it is good. Uh, and I, I swear, I, like, if you say it's not memorable, <laughs> no, <laughs> just not no, as good as Thor Ragnarok. Uh, let him speak. Let him speak. <laughs> let me put it to you this way: at the time, I made my list to submit to Coho. I was kind of rushing, and I I, I I was going through all the cameos again, and I realized I, I saw this, realized I liked it, but I thought to myself again. If I needed help remembering that this cameo happened, as good as it is, then for my list, it probably shouldn't be on there. In hindsight, this is probably one of the exceptions I should have made to that line of thinking. But, oh well. It's a good cameo. It probably should have made my list. It did not. That's my bad. It, it, it is your bad there, Nico. Hindsight 2020. Ooh. That definitely should have been on your list, my friend. Uh, it's just, it's just, thank you for not saying the word memorable or memorability. Uh, I can, he I forgot. can, I can, <laughs> oh, someone said in the chat, drink. Richard goddamn Schwartz is a legend and an American hero. <laughs> No, you know what, Nico? I'll give I'll give you one one I, I give everyone one I forgot on this list. This can be your one I forgot. I'll give you a, I'll give you a little lax on that one. I'm gonna choose in my heart to believe that for some ungodly reason you remembered Thor Ragnarok and just forgot that Age of Ultron was a thing. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you a small small past, but know that you have broken my heart and you have disappointed me for all time because you've forgotten about Excelsior, and that hurts me. Our irreparable damage has been done. You will be sued. All right, Cameron Holtzman, you're number one. Yeah, I I don't know if people are gonna be like upset with me or not. People, other people had this on their list, but I have it a reasonable amount higher. My number one is Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Well, what's that? that I my number four. Yeah. That was, was my eight. eight. That was my eight as well. Yeah, I just like it's Stanley, and he's literally just no. I don't like he's going to read and uh, and Sue's wedding, and she goes no. Like I don't think you understand. I'm Stan Lee. I'm the Stan Lee. Like I should be on this list, and it's just him being like, no, I deserve to be here. I am incredibly important to the history of these characters. And it's just this moment, like, it 
I admit, it fully kind of ruins the continuity of the movie, but that's fine, because Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer is not a movie where I need to care about the continuity of it, because it's not that great of a movie. And so that moment in there, like, it's better than anything in this incredibly mediocre movie, and just really enjoyable, and it's Stan Lee being that funny bystander but also just being Stanley. All right. Who had this highest next? Nico. Nico, did you have it? I had it at number four. Go for it. Um, yeah. So, uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Depending on who you ask, it's uh, either bad to decent. Um, but Stanley in this particular cameo is great. Like. It's him making the scene great, and it's him, and that scene itself kind of takes the movie up a little bit more than it probably should. Like, he's being that rich douche of, like, do you realize how important I am? How dare you not let me into the wedding? And it, it like, this is the humor that works for him that didn't work for the uh, other cameos that some people mentioned at the start of this episode. Uh, like, it, he's making the scene better, and the scene is making the movie better, and he, they gave him stuff that makes him shine uh, and, and uh yeah what more can i say like they gave him stuff that he knew how to uh, bring to its highest potential richard um yeah it's a funny moment seeing stanley wasn't invited to the fantastic four wedding i mean it's kind of ironic that's why I had an eight. Definitely not a number one choice. It's like an any SNL Mad TV sketch, possibly. But it's a great moment. I just don't think it's a number one material. And Tibergala. Yeah, I also had it at eight. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think I I put this again. Not to quote Nico. I strictly put this on the list based on the memorability of it. Like I think that. This one is very memorable. That being said, I disagree with Cam where there's, you know, it continuity or whatever has to be a thing. It is, it is jarring. Like if you're, if you're a Marvel fan and you're watching a fantastic four movie for him to come in and be like, no, I'm Stan Lee. I'm the guy who created these people. It is, it, it, it's still jarring to me to this day. And the movie's like 13 years old, but I do think it's very funny. Uh, nonetheless, and it's memorable. That's why I put it in there, but I don't think it's anywhere near the top the the top three. I, I honestly, I probably should have it at nine instead of eight. So um, I think it deserves to be in the top ten, just not that high. This is the top ten cameo for sure. And I think arguably a top five. I, the highest I'd allow it is fifth place. Number one, Cameron Holtzman is a bit of a You're really tempting me to pull back the curtain here, Coho. <laughs> You're a bit of an abomination at number one. I'm not very happy about this one, but as I sip this very warm, lukewarm room temperature water that I requested from the green room, uh, I think this is a good cameo, but you guys hit it on the head. It is a jarring one. It breaks the fourth wall in a way that I'm not 100% cool with, but I think it works. I think it's kind of funny, but top five. Uh, I would not have put it at number one, for sure. Um, but everyone else had it. Four, I'll allow. Eight, 
good. Thank you for having it on the list. I think it deserves to be here, but one is a little ridiculous. Um, all right, so move on over to Richard Schwartz. My number one is Mallrats. Now, whether you have seen the movie or have not, it's one of, I, in my opinion, the best Stanley cameo because, first of all, he's not just in it for 10 to 30 seconds like most of his Stanley cameos. He's in it for a good four to five minutes. And not only that, this was before the whole Marvel MCU Stanley cameo craze. Well, what made this so just remarkable is, first of all, anyone here is a comic fan would love to have a four to five minute conversation with Stanley, regardless if you see, like the movie, hate the movie, haven't seen the movie. It's a great moment. But what Stanley says to Brody, it not only affects, like, not only is good advice for Brody, it's good advice for us. And the main thing he was trying to say is you can love something like, you know, like comics or you can love something, but don't let it take, take your, all your love. There is room for love. There's room for growth to have love around everything. And it was just such a strong moment where I feel like not only was he talking to Brody, he was talking to me. And they just it's just sound advice. It's good advice you can get whether you like the movie or not. It is sound advice. And that's why I think some of the best Stanley cameos is advice that you can take for yourself, not just from what the movie gives you. So that's why it's my number one. And no one else had this. So... I had I it as my you number five. Number yeah, I had five. it as my Go number ahead. five. Go ahead, my bad. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, it's a cool cameo. Uh, it, it, it's one of the few times Stan Lee is in something that he didn't create. Uh, it, you know, it, it's part of a – it's what helped start a friendship between Stan Lee and Kevin Smith that would last for a good many years. And, he, and Stan Lee gives um, Jason Lee's character some good advice and also, like, the fact that – Jason Lee's character is just like, holy fuck, you're Stan Lee, and you're yeah. standing right next to me. Uh, uh, like, that that's cool. That's cool. The thing is, and this is kind of the downside of what Richard said about Stan Lee having, like, a good three minutes uh, of screen time, is that he said so much, and, and he gave uh, Jason Lee's character so much advice to work with, that if you're not a strong quotes memorable, uh, then you're going to forget what he said. And that was the thing. It's like, so that's why it was number five and not higher or lower. Because like it is the, the him being at the mall is memorable in, a, in and of itself. It's just I couldn't remember everything he said. I may not remember the there. quote. I remember the message. Nico just put a very, very, very big beacon out to everyone watching. You play him, put quotes on the wheel. All right, so uh, I'm kidding. Yikes! I'm kidding. Don't worry. Uh, I'm not going to put quotes. Uh, Is anyone but, really a good quotes guy? Is anyone a good quotes guy in this community? I, I, I don't ask. Uh, Ryan the quote permison, obviously. Okay. 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 So okay, <laughs> that's also his nickname. Okay. So, uh, mall rats. I get why it's your number one. Um, if you like the movie, I can feel that I can see that part of the movie resonating with you. I think the cameo is the only good thing in Mallrats. Um, I think it belongs on a top 10 list, um, but I'm not going to be mad if it doesn't make a top 10 list. Um, I think it's a good cameo. I think Stan Lee is really good in it. He's it's almost too long to be a cameo for me. It's like almost he's almost a supporting character because he gives those three minutes in that movie and it's so integral to the movie that like to me it almost it almost exceeds being a cameo. Um, but that's again sustantics, as Garth said earlier. Um, but it's a good it's a good cameo. Number one, I I don't think I'd put it at number one, Richard. I'm sorry, I just I can't I can't put it at number one. I, I'm I'm not a nineties kid. Mall rats isn't for me. 
Um, that, <laughs> exactly, exactly, Richard. You've been you've been crushing it this episode, uh, but no no passes, no passes. Small rats at one's ridiculous, my friend. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, uh, Cameron Holtzman, why no small rats? You hate this movie. You haven't seen this movie. I haven't seen this movie. Uh, but Richard also said it's like four or five minutes, and that's not a cameo. That's a role. All right. End of statement. Tim Bracala, Mallrats, not on your list. I also haven't seen it, um, so I can't judge it. I mean, the movie, it, it's been, it's pretty widely known that people talk about it as the Stan Lee cameo. I don't think, I haven't seen the movie, but I can't imagine that he's a supporting character in the movie. If he's in one scene that lasts three minutes, maybe, but I don't know. Uh, but no, I haven't seen the movie, so I'm not going to put anything I haven't seen on my list. Somewhere is, Nazario Montenegro is screaming his head off. Somewhere Nazario Montenegro wishes he hosted this show, but he can go back to watching Lego Movie 2, the second part, and thinking it's perfect. All right. Uh, we will go over to Nico, your number one. My number one is Big Hero 6. And there's a sort of an outside-the-movie reason why this made number one, but first let me explain the scene. So... We uh, halfway through the movie, we see our heroes. They're walking through Fred Fredrickson the Third's house, and you see a big portrait of Stanley, and you're like, "Oh, that's a cool cameo. He's Fred's dad." And you, and that's pretty much all you think of it. You think it's going to be like a Marvel Netflix sort of cameo where he's on a wanted poster or a mural of some kind. But then you get through the end credits, and Fred is talking to the portrait of his dad, and he's hoping that his dad is oh so proud of him, and he touches the portrait. All of a sudden, we see a secret lair, and Fred walks into the lair, and he sees a bunch of super suits, and he's, like, freaking out. Then you see his dad right behind him. He's like, Fred. And they do their whole um, uh, underwear um, family motto of, um, let's see, I will recite it. Um, I wear them front. I wear them back. Uh, I go inside out. Then I go front and back. They embrace. They hug. And it, it's cool it's cool you didn't think stanley was going to be in the movie at all let alone in that capacity uh and it, it's just a cool father-son moment the reason why this is number one and this is it's because there are some disney movies that i hold in high regard because of the fact that disney channel gave them a continuation in the form of a series and in big hero six the series on the disney channel they made stan lee into sort of a character to help push the backstory of big hero six. He is the superhero from the past known as boss. Awesome. And I thought, and so like this cameo turned into a regular reoccurring role for Stan Lee in terms of the big hero six property. And that's why this made my number one. It's because it was so good of a cameo that it spawned into something more. What the actual fuck? Sorry. I had this I, I at 10. A, I have this at four. Okay, go ahead, Richard. I mean, yeah, it's it's a funny moment. I remember watching this in theaters, and first of all, I didn't look at it. It was me being dumb. I didn't realize Big Hero Six at the time was a Marvel property, so seeing Stanley in there was super cool. And then later, I figure out, and it was a good good motto. Um, I don't know if it's it's definitely number four. It's definitely top five. I wouldn't say it's number one because I mean, Nico saying memorability. Even I have to admit, watching Big Hero Six, I always forget what happens in the movie until I watch it again. <laughs> But no, it's a good moment. The cameo and I really enjoyed it. Okay. Well, this, th yeah, this was my 10. This was my 10. And I think it's just because, like, 
earlier on in the movie, I believe you see a portrait of Stan Lee, and you think, oh, that's his cameo in this movie, great. And then he actually shows up, and he has that quick moment, and it's really nice, and he's just talking with his son. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> like... Okay. Okay. I'm also okay. flustered by this being a number one for someone. Hey, Caleb, I just want to let you know, Maggie just asked, how bad do we want to kill ourselves? <laughs> Happy birthday, Nico. And you look you look pretty you look pretty distraught, so I thought I'd share that message with you. Maggie save me. Okay. Bear, be careful. I'm about to get yelled at, aren't I? Number one is the cameo. In the post-credit scene of the most forgettable Marvel animated movie of all time, it's ridiculous. This is ridiculous, Nico. And it's not even because it's not even because the cameo is good. It's because you like the TV show. What the hell? That his his supporting role in the TV show is better than the cameo. So you're gonna give it the cameo. Okay, if you want to put it on your list, that's fine. If it's on your list, that's fine. It's a fine cameo. If you have an attachment to it, I'm not gonna get too mad as long as you have it between ten. And like seven. Number one is ridiculous. Ridiculous because of the TV series. What the hell? <laughs> People with headphones are crying right now. You just I broke don't their give a shit about headphone users right now, Nico. You broke my list. <laughs> Damn, um... why no Big Hero 6? Yeah, uh, this movie is really forgettable, guys. Um, I saw it in the theater and I went, "Oh, that was good." And then a week later, my sister was like, "Hey, can you can you babysit uh, Bryn? That's my niece." And I was like, "Yeah, no problem. I'll take her to see. Oh, Big Hero Six is out. We'll go see it." Already forgot what happened a week later. Um, I've then seen it like twice on Blu-ray, and it's it's yeah, it's uh, it's a good movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just very forgettable. I would have preferred the cameo to be just the portrait because, again, it's not – it is a Marvel movie. I get it. But it's not really a Marvel movie. It, it's it's not. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's it's just not. But so to have the portrait there I think is a good homage. The scene at the end is a little much. It's funny. But, again, it's, it's a joke that I don't think needed – to be there if they had gone on to do the show like nico said and they in an episode of the show he shows up or whatever and then they do a cameo there that that that's fine that's all fine and dandy that's on a show but for the for the movie for the list i don't i yeah no not a fan number one figure out six shirts it's name with a marvel comic book property it's not even a marvel movie they, they changed two characters on big hero six entirely baymax was a dragon now he's a marshmallow that's the difference. That's basically uh, Disney took it in Big Hero 6 and made a movie out of it. And God, okay. All right, Nico, your list sucks. Congratulations. Tim Bracali, <laughs> your number one. Take us uh, My number one is The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I will say this movie, um, I think, gets a lot of bad... Like, I think people just, like, don't like this movie because it's not the Raimi movies. And again, I love the first two Raimi movies, but I actually really like this first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Um, and so seeing it in the theater the first time, really, really enjoyed it. And when it got to this cameo, Stanley is a librarian at the high school. Spider-Man comes in and is fighting the lizard. 
and uh, they're swinging stuff around. It's hitting him, uh, or it's about to hit Stanley, and he's backing up and stuff. It's just it's one of those quiet moments. Again, I said earlier, I think the the better cameos are the ones where he's just in a situation and doesn't have like overacting to do or whatever. He's just there. He does a thing, and they CGI'd stuff around him that is very funny. He's listening to the yeah, like Coho just said, the music cuts in because he's listening to the headphones. It's uh, it's very funny. Uh, this is always this has been my favorite one since that happened. Every time I watch this movie, I get a huge, huge kick out of it. Um, so yeah, that's my number one. Who else had the Amazing Spider-Man? I had it four. Go. Uh, yeah, no, Tim. I think hit the nail on the head. It's Stan Stanley being completely oblivious to the absolute insanity that is around him. And I love the way the shot is done because the people in the background are almost just a little bit out of focus where it's so centered on Stan Lee that it kind of just like, this fight doesn't really matter. Stan Lee is here, though. Uh, and then he's listening to the music and he's just he's just going about his day not noticing this. And it's just this really funny moment where in the middle of this fight, everything gets really, really calm for a second but all this stuff is still going to shit. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man is the best live-action Stanley cameo. I 100% stand by it. It's a brilliant uh, cameo, especially the way Mark Webb devised it. We're just we're in the middle of what could be just another bland action scene in the high school, and to make it something a little bit special to elevate this fight scene more, we get a quick little break in the middle to see Stanley jamming out some. To fucking Bach. It's nice. It's a good time. Uh, I think the Stanley being a product of the environment around him to be the, to make the cameo better is brilliant. I think that's why it's the best one. Uh, Spider Verse has it, the lines and the dialogues delivered. Obviously, I think it just it, it, and the circumstances around it make that cameo a little bit more resonant. But the Amazing Spider Man is easily the best live action cameo that Stanley has done. Uh, he doesn't have to say anything to give you absolutely everything you need for that scene. Uh, Richard, why know the amazing Spider-Man? Uh, this is one of the ones that I'm going to pull Nico. I didn't remember. Like I kind of forgot about this cameo, but um, looking, I li- I did look back at it after when I submitted my list and it was a very good cameo, but how the one thing I, it would have been on my list. I just don't know where it's just, it reminded me of the scene in Deathly Hallows part one in Harry Potter. This is a kind of a similar situation with the waitress in the back. So it's not like it was the most unique scene. Like, they've done that in movies before, but it was still a great scene. It would have been on my list if I remembered. I just don't know where it would have been. You talked about Harry Potter, and you lost me. Nico. Um, so I did remember this. The reason why it didn't make my list is more so the movie it's in, or rather the duology it's in. The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, that it just has an awkward feel for me that, uh, that like I can't really get behind. So, like... I will admit the Amazing Spider-Man one had a good story, but like just the look of it, just something felt off, and so therefore I didn't feel comfortable putting the cameo on the list. You remembered this cameo, <laughs> but Big Hero Six is a masterpiece of film cinema from Stan Lee. Good to know. Good, good okay, to know. Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok, the hair cutter, brilliant. Magnificent work from Stan Lee. But The Amazing Spider-Man, the movies in it are shit. Can't put it on the list. Sorry. But Big Hero 6, number one. Number one. Oh, All right. Happy birthday, Nico. Happy birthday, Nico. Your list is trash. All right. So we're going to go to 
I am never the- getting another match again from the look of this. All right, so we're going to go to the finalist uh, overall. I give the overall finalist of B, number one, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Number two, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Number three, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number four, Big Hero 6. Number five, Deadpool. Number six, The Amazing Spider-Man. Seven, Captain Marvel. Eight, Mallrats. Nine, Spider-Man Homecoming. Ten, Thor. Uh, would love this list. Problem, Big Hero 6 too high. Deadpool, not 100% sold on that one, but sure. The Amazing Spider-Man way too low. Captain Marvel, Mallrats, everyone thing there is fine. Rise of the Silver Surfer, just a tish high. Would have flipped it with Age of Ultron. Would have been a little bit better. Uh, I put grades on all your guys' lists. Every single one of them changed by the way you defended and talked about things in this show. So your new winner tonight is Tim Bracala. Number one, with, with a grade of an adjusted grade of an A minus. I move him yeah. up two entire spots. A minus. Number one, The Amazing Spider-Man. Two, Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, Spider-Verse. Deadpool at four. Jarred me, but you sold me on it. Ant-Man also sold me on it. Guardians, uh, it's at six. I'll allow it. And everything else. Teen Titans at ten. I don't like the Teen Titans go to the movies, but I'll allow it. It's your ten. Uh, the original winner with a B plus now adjusted down to a B is Cameron Holtzman. Cool. Uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer at one already didn't like it. Spider-Man three didn't like it. However, you had Civil War, which made me happier. Uh, Black Panther at nine, bigger six. And then you, then you kind of shot yourself in the foot with your defenses of Spider-Verse and Amazing Spider-Man being lower. So because of that, Holtzman, you are now a B and second place third place richard sports you go from a c plus to a b minus i know mall rats at one uh is a little rough for me i'll give it a b minus because i understand 90s kid big hero, big hero six at four a little rough uh deadpool i'm sold ant-man i got sold i like everything else on your list guardians of the galaxy volume two i give it a pass at 10 captain marvel higher i get it because of the mall rats thing give you a b minus i think you roast this episode for baller nico nico you had a d plus this is now a solid f Big Hero 6 at 1. Happy birthday, Nico! Big Hero 6 being number 1 because of a television series is maybe the worst take I've heard on the history of your list sucks. Captain Marvel at 2, and Teen Titans go to the movies at 3. Ridiculous. Rise of Silver Surfer 4, sure. Mallrats 5, sure. Deadpool, it's been sold on me. Homecoming, Endgame, and Ragnarok being on here, but no Amazing Spider-Man. And then Into the Spider-Verse at 10, but Big Hero 6 1, ridiculous. Uh, But... That is that's been the lists. Those have been the lists. I'm I'm wiped. Uh, but next week, um, as I adjust the banner to actually say next and not then, is movie chase scenes. Uh, Cody Newberry is going to be back. Thank God. I am not fired. We are almost to an hour twenty, so I'm not fired yet. I'm on the border. I'm on the border. But I'm not fired yet. You're not the longest episode. I'm not the right longest. Episode. You're not the shortest. Either. Let's go. So hey, uh, then uh, it'll be best years in film represented by a singular film from that year. Um, followed on May 27th by Summer Songs. Brooklyn Vale is going to take the hosting chair. And then starting June 3rd, we are going to hit the top 100s all the way through August 5th. That is our summer series run. We have our panel built out for that. So submit your list to me and Cody Newberry if you want to be on Movie Chase Scenes next week. But that's going to do it for us. So for everyone here, that has been Tim. That has been Cam. That has been Richard. That has been Nico. I have been Caleb. This has been Your List Sucks. We'll see you guys next week. Happy birthday, Nico! Not memorable. (laughs) Did it work? You know, I guess one person can make it.
Name? Stanley. 